what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. It has been an interesting weekend, wouldn't you say, Tom? Yeah, lots of uh, <laughs> shockers and some things that I did expect. And <laughs> I love football. You never know what's going to happen. And you never know what's going to happen when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I want to uh, start with saying that the Buffalo Bills quarterback watch 2018 seems to have come to an end. Oh, now. But that that doesn't mean the Buffalo Bills are going to stay out of my radar because the Bills apparently think Minneapolis is in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yes, they had a tweet out there with a little graphic, and it had a plane taking off from Buffalo and supposedly landing in Minneapolis, except for the fact that their destination was on the Wisconsin-Illinois border where Tom and I live. Yeah, it was pretty much exactly where we live, so I don't know if they're listening to us and trying to target us or what <laughs> but yeah that was kind of funny i don't understand why they would pick beloit slash janesville maybe madison it's kind of close to that but <laughs> it was really strange they're only about five six hours away from minneapolis <laughs> from where they landed i guess they were taking a bus from there or something i don't know a completely different state so they they, they have <laughs> yeah. they have issues with uh, geographical things Anyway, what does matter here is that the Bills, who came into Sunday's game <laughs> 17-point underdogs yep. to the Vikings, are the largest underdog to pull off an upset since the Redskins knocked off the Cowboys as a 17-and-a-half-point underdog in 1995. Yeah, and this wasn't just a upset. This was an annihilation upset. I couldn't. I I still can't wrap my head around it. It is unbelievable how much they destroyed the Vikings. I mean, I when I saw them up seventeen to nothing early, I was like, okay, stuff happened. Yeah, yep, Kirk yep. Cousins apparently was uh, fumbling the ball, and I'm like, oh, they'll pull it around and <laughs> they'll just come back and they'll end up winning twenty one seventeen because the Bills aren't going to score much more of the rest of this game. But I'm sure the Vikings will. Well, they did not. Yeah. Um, and in uh, this week, there were three quarterbacks that had multiple rushing TDs, and Josh Allen was one of yes. those. Cam Newton and Drew Brees were the others, but it is the first time since the 1970 merger that three quarterbacks each rushed for multiple tar uh, touchdowns in the same week. Yeah. And at that point, there was still five games left on the slate. <laughs> so... Josh Allen uh, coming out with the vengeance, even though there wasn't much else on offense for the Bills to be uh, happy about. Yeah, well, I would expect it from Cam Newton, and from Josh Allen, I wouldn't not expect it. But from Drew Brees, <laughs> that was that was so great. Watching that spin move was just amazing by Drew Brees. I can't get over that one. I'll, that'll stick in my head forever. Apparently, he was telling uh, some high school kids that he has some something to do with that uh, you need to use the spin move more. It actually <laughs> works. And then, bam, right here on Sunday <laughs> yeah. against the Falcons, 
to send it uh, into overtime, he gets a spin move on two defenders and jumps into the end zone because Drew Brees is, you know, one of the best athletes in the sport. <clears throat> oh, that was awesome. I, uh, that reminds me of back in the day, I'm not going to go too far, but Chad Pennington put this little juke move on to get into the end zone, and it would look, it was like in slow motion. But <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me of that. But speaking of athletes, Josh Allen had one of the best highlights from the week. Oh man! Converting a third down and ten by jumping over six foot five Anthony Barr. Yeah, yeah clearly well, just trying everything he can to get the Bills to look like they're a legitimate team. And if he continues doing this, you're gonna have to watch out for the Bills because I tell you what, that was that was unbelievably electrifying to watch that. I think they might actually have something to look forward to because yeah. <laughs> they're not going 0-16 no, this year. No, they we, aren't. We'll leave that to somebody else perhaps. I'll get a little bit more into that later. Okay. Uh, but there was one last thing from that Bills game. And if you guys remember from a couple years back, a certain somebody that quarterbacked the Vikings beat a team and he was yelling you like that you like that well people could hear players from the bills locker room yelling you like that after that game so uh-huh. the memeing is strong in buffalo yeah buffalo man they're, they're fans when it's going good they are one of the coolest most amazing fans you can see they are really awesome and they can, when it's going bad it can be flipped they can start going crazy as well so <laughs> yes yeah. uh, but let's go to your side of our favorite parts to talk about in the nfl so far this year and talk about uh somebody called christian mccaffrey mm-hmm. first player in panthers history with 100 yards receiving and 100 yards rushing in consecutive games his 184 yards rushing versus cincinnati was the fourth highest single game total in franchise history yep he also ran for the most yards between the tackles, between the tackles, <laughs> that an NFL running back has since Jay Ajayi in 2016. What say you, Mr. Tuttle? I tell you what, I said he was going to be in the top five, and I wanted him it, it, at the end of the season. I know it's only three weeks. I wanted to go look and see where he was in PPR leagues. He's top five. He's number five right now. So I'm telling you what, Christian McCaffrey is everything I said he was going to be, and he might be even a little more. Like I, I just that the amount of rushing that he did yesterday, that goes beyond what I thought he would do. Now he didn't have a whole lot of receptions yesterday, but I tell you what, when he when you're gonna rush like that and you can catch the ball out of the backfield as good as he can, boy, watch out the weeks to come. Once they put it all together, yeah, exactly. Carolina Panthers could have a scary offense. Uh, they just need. Yeah. DJ Moore to be a playmaker. Devin Funches seems to be a target monster now. He's consistent, and he might be worth uh, picking up in your leagues if you can get him cheap from somebody because he he seems to be doing very consistent work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's move to the defensive side of the ball where J.J. Watt has had his first, second, and third sack (laughs) in just over two years, all in the same game, but it came in a loss. Yeah. Uh, Now, as far as fantasy goes, if you got J.J. Watt in any IDP leagues, this is the J.J. Watt that you're expecting to get. If he can continue this, he's going to be lights out for you every single time, and you you have to start him. And he's going to win you fantasy leagues if he continues this because that is 
that is J.J. Watt in a nutshell. That is just absolutely beautiful out of your defensive end. And listen, when you have a defense, I had to start uh, Allen Bailey this week because I didn't have my normal defensive end. And listen, when you got, he was fine. He did good. But when you got J.J. Watt, that is like triple the score if he's going to be like that. So, yeah, again, I had that ESP on him. I think he's if he's going to continue this, I'm 100% backing up my ESP from weeks back. Well, the only other time J.J. Watt has had three-plus sacks in a game, that season he won his third NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe he's back this on track. is going to get him jump-started. Yeah, I sure hope so. I really do, because I love watching him play. I love, I love watching him do his thing. And Listen, it's the Giants, but they said their offensive line was better than last year. I haven't really seen it all that much, but I tell you, it doesn't look that good right now. And they won because, for some reason, the Texans are just not very good. That's one part of one of my ESPs that I have to back off of. They do not look good. They are not going to make the playoffs unless something drastically changes for them. I mean, you're getting decent fantasy production out of pretty much everybody that you drafted on the Texans. Watson's been okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a number one quarterback or number two like most people drafted him as. Mm -hmm. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been consistent. He hasn't been great. Will Fuller has been awesome in the games that he's played. And Lamar Miller has been exactly what we said Lamar Miller would be. Mm -hmm. So you can't uh, be too upset with your fantasy production, but as far as wins, for some reason, they just cannot get out in front of a team and stay out in front of them. Yeah, it's 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 strange to me because I really thought they'd be really good this year, and they just haven't. They just haven't put it together. There's plenty of time to turn it around. I yeah. mean, the Titans are two and one in that division after beating the Jaguars nine to six. Yeah, oh my gosh, I, I the Titans if they make the playoffs again, it's just going to be an absolute mess and <laughs> i don't know how they continue to win they are just not that good i just i don't know it's it, do you know who they play next week uh no <laughs> <laughs> they play the philadelphia eagles oh, so if they can no. beat the eagles for their third straight win you might have to rethink what that team is all about because yeah i'm going to go ahead the eagles might be my uh my my pick in my uh my pool my survivor pool because i really i i'm still alive still alive in the survivor pool <laughs> barely, barely because you picked the bears pick. and they squeaked out that win even though josh rosen who i will talk about in a little mm-hmm. while came in for a final drive and looked good until he threw a yep. fairly bad <laughs> pass that got picked off yep. but we'll get to that more later um with two 52-yard field goals yesterday. Justin Tucker has made 20 of his last 22 attempts from 50-plus. Yeah. Excluding blocks, he has made 85 straight from under 57. Yeah, he's amazing. I I know kickers aren't much in fantasy football, but Justin Tucker has been a favorite ever since I've heard his name. Yeah. So I wanted to put him out there because I love him, and I was able to get him in quite a few leagues this year. For whatever reason, he was like the third or fourth, fifth kicker when it got to when I was comfortable taking a kicker and he was still there. I was like, well, 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Dak Prescott has thrown for under 200 yards in nine of his last 11 games, and their offense looks terrible yeah. except for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I don't know how the Cowboys beat the Giants last week. It, <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It's really not. I don't. If they didn't have Zeke, they'd be the worst team in football. No doubt in my mind. No, I, Zeke has been fantasy fine. Yeah. He's been good. Nothing amazing, but when you're down in games and your offense can't move the ball, it, you're lucky to get what you can get from him. Yep. Um, I would say <laughs> if somebody is asking to get Zeke from you, now this is a show where later we're going to talk about buying, selling, and holding some players. And I don't know if Zeke is on your list or not, but he's one we may have to talk about when we get to buying, selling, and holding. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it, no doubt. Uh, let's see. Oh, we might as well talk about the Detroit Lions. <laughs> All right. Because they went and they kind of dominated the New England Patriots, and it was on the back of the first... 100-yard game by a running back for the Lions since Reggie Bush <laughs> on Thanksgiving of 2013. The streak is over. They got a 100-yard rusher, and they beat the Patriots. Yep, and you know what? They they look like they handled the Patriots pretty easily. And from what I remember, week one, the Jets handled the Lions pretty easily. So if you, <laughs> you put it all together, it looks like the when the Jets and the Patriots meet the next time they meet, the Jets are just going to absolutely destroy them. 63 to 3. That's my 63 to 10. I'll give them a touchdown. I'll, okay. That's what the Jets will do to the Patriots. Garbage time touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it's completely garbage. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I'm <laughs> the Patriots, the Jets, and the Bills are all 1 and 2 in the AFC East division right now trailing the wow. 3 and 0 yeah, Miami yeah, Dolphins. Yep. Yeah. It's uh Listen, they've got their wins. They are, they're winning. I, 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 they're not that great of a team, but you're three and zero. I mean, you're you're on your way to a possible playoff berth if you can start three and zero. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact stat is, but I know that if you start three and zero, you have a really good chance going forward as opposed to starting one and two, like or or zero and three. There's like it's so so difficult to get to the playoffs when you start slowly, but when you start quickly like the Dolphins have done your chances of making the playoffs are actually much much greater and speaking of three and oh let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because Pat Mahomes just no. broke Peyton Manning's record for 13 Ooh. touchdowns in the first three games of the season that it that is amazing yeah that offense is awesome right now and Mahomes I, I one of the touchdown passes he was scrambling around scrambling around and then he throws this beautiful ball, and it's just the guy looks amazing right now. Like I can't put my finger on how how good he has actually been. Like it is just it's unbelievable when I watch Mahomes right now. He looks sharp. He looks like he knows what he's doing. When he scrambles, he is quick enough to get away from the defenders. He he's got every tool you need in a quarterback. Now let's just let's see how long this lasts. I don't know how long it's going to last but I hope it lasts for the whole season. Well, I am starting to think that this is going to be a really 
really special quarterback. Yeah. I, I read some more stuff about him. Um, the first thing I wanted to point out was I think that touchdown pass you were talking about, he was scrambling around, and he threw it off of his right foot. Obviously, mm. he's a right-handed quarterback. Threw it off his right foot with his left foot like halfway in the air, and it was a dime. Yeah, it was beautiful. He has thrown – Nine different receivers touchdowns already out of his 13. The NFL record for an entire season is 13 different receivers. <laughs> so he's only got to get four different people yeah. the rest of the year it to tie that record. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult. I think they might actually just go out there and try to do that. Because, hey, why not get this guy a record? If, it, if, if your team is good enough and you're scoring a bunch of points, you might as well. Just try it. I don't think he even has to try it's, It might just to happen, do that. yeah. Because... Check this out. If this is true, this might lead to one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this because if this is true, I don't see how you can stop this guy. Because what I read was Patrick Mahomes has a photographic memory. Really? So clear that not only can he fully quote things he's read, but he can tell you where the words were on the page. This translates him to being able to see snapshots from film when he looks at the live defense pre-snap. Now, if he has a photographic memory, that's super valuable. And how come I'm just hearing <sighs> yeah. about this now? I don't know. I just <laughs> read it, so I had to get it out there. I, I'm i all in on Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. after reading that. If that guy is as intelligent as he looks and he can recall things with a photographic memory and just by watching film... That like that's a cheat code. Yeah, it really, it really <laughs> is. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say buy on Patrick Mahomes wherever you are yeah. before we even get to our buy sell <laughs> hold. If you can get him, get him because unless something tragic happens, this guy is gonna be insane for an entire career for as long as he can stay up. Now, how much? Now we're getting into it a little early, but how much would you be willing to spend to get this guy? Oh man, because you know I'm talking dynasty here, right. so it would I I would not I would not be too upset if I gave up quite a bit to get him. It it's hard to put a number on it, you know. Draft pick wise, I would most certainly give up a first rounder. Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. And more to get him yeah. in a dynasty league because there are some people that are going to be like, oh no, this can't continue mm -hmm. and. For all intents and purposes, you know, my law of averages <laughs> is probably not going to work with Patrick Mahomes yeah, if well, everything I read is correct. If Yeah, that, that photographic memory thing, that threw me for a loop, and if that is true, I, I, I'm completely all in on him. Uh, so let's go to one of the other best quarterbacks that we have watched in the most recent years, Aaron Rodgers. He was asked what he's going to tell his Packer teammates after this loss, and what he said was, Go home and have a scotch. That's what I'm going to do. Because, <laughs> again, the Packers are screwed over, in my opinion, by a terrible rule yeah. that was uh, put in pro – or it was called properly, but the rule is garbage. The rule is horrible. And something needs to be done about it because I cannot keep seeing a guy wrap up somebody and roll off of him – before they, you know, completely go all the way through him into the ground and get flagged over and over again. I mean, up until this year, Clay Matthews had been penalized three times on roughing the passer calls. Now that in his long career, that that tackle he had was 
a picture perfect tackle. Every yeah. every other year in all of football, that is the best kind of tackle you can do. Drive through him. When I was in high school football, now I never was really on defense that much, <laughs> but they always taught drive through the guy that has the football. Drive through him. I, I, what do you want us to do <laughs> if you're playing football? Like to me, yeah. that, that football is getting soft, and this is I'm I'm hot about this because it's just a, it's horrible. And if you look last week at at the, the same scenario, a guy, he, he said, oh, no, I can't tackle him. And then Kirk Cousin runs off and gets a couple right. more yards because he thought he threw the ball and he didn't want to get flagged for it. And this, this type of stuff, it, it needs to stop. The NFL is way out of line with this new rule. And I sent you a little video clip yesterday when I saw it, and I've seen other people do pretty much the same exact thing. You know the rule is dumb and it's softening up the sport when multiple people are making videos of how to tackle the quarterback <laughs> and they pick them up gently and lay them down. This last one I saw, it was, uh, I think, a husband and a wife. He picked up the wife, left her, put her on the ground, put a pillow underneath her and gave her a little peck on the cheek. <laughs> so apparently that's how you sack a quarterback this year. It is. I don't know how else to do it. And then you watch... Aaron Rodgers get thrown around like a rag doll, like in that same game. It's like yeah, that. Same game. That to me should be flagged more than driving through a player. That's I don't know. Picture perfect tackles aren't even tackles anymore. You can't do it. It's crazy. Nope. And let's go to somebody who hasn't been tackled yet this year because the Steelers apparently are listening to trade offers <laughs> for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, <sighs> I did see something saying that you probably shouldn't read too much into it because yeah they. This might not. It's probably not going to happen. But listen, if, if he gets traded, I made a horrible, horrible decision in one of my <laughs> leagues. But for now, it's the right call, and I'm happy that I did it. Yep, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm just hoping he comes back. I only have one share of him, and like I said last week, I traded basically Jarvis Landry for him. Yep. Uh, and in that same league, I have Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. So I was not hurting at wide receiver, so I'll take the chance. But I just want him to come back and do something this year. It would, <laughs> it would be – everybody in the fantasy community would be – there would be a sigh of relief if he could just come back and play for the rest of this year soon. Because <laughs> uh, I, I hate seeing people not play when it's a holdout or an issue with the team, anything. It's just, in, yep. in my opinion, it's bad for the game and it's bad for fantasy. And it just it makes it so much harder to root for guys like, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are Le'Veon Bell that's like their favorite player. Yeah. What are they doing this year? You can't even watch your guy. It's not like he got hurt. It's not like, you know, he got suspended. You know, he he's choosing to do this on his own volition. Whether or not his reasons are valid is yeah. irrelevant. He's not on the field. We don't get to see him play, and it hurts. Yeah, I think it hurts the NFL when stuff like this happens. But I don't I actually don't think it's as damaging to the NFL as not being able to tackle the quarterback. <laughs> I I can't yeah, get over true. it. I really can't. Like that's to me football is supposed to be a hard-hitting sport. There's a reason you wear all them pads. It's because you get hit and you get hit hard sometimes. You just make it flag football. Seriously, if you're going to yeah. not do it like that. So I I don't know. I I do think yeah. that Le'Veon Bell and the high high-profile players that hold out, I think it does damage the NFL though. 
It certainly does. Uh, but we won't dwell on that. Yeah. I want to get to a couple of wide receivers who we have been touting since uh, May when we started uh, talking about football here on Fantasy Fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is Michael Thomas. He has 38 catches on 40 targets. Yeah, best. We've been all about Michael Thomas. He is the best wide receiver in the league right now for fantasy. He has just produced amazing numbers right now. And it, it, when you catch 10 balls every game, that is, that's beyond what you need in a fantasy football player. And, and listen, I traded Zeke to get him and some other players. And listen, if it was a straight-up trade just for Michael Thomas, it would have been fine. But I got more out yeah. of it too, so I'm really actually pleased with that trade. Definitely, and for reference, you know, this is we're recording this before the Buccaneers and Steelers game mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, but for reference, right now, Jarvis Landry, my other favorite guy, is second in catches in the league yep. with 20 on 37 targets. So Michael Thomas has more catches than the number two guy has targets. <laughs> Yeah, that is unbelievable. It, it's plain to see that the Saints are just all out throwing the ball, getting just high-powered offense. Well, one more piece of news that we alluded to earlier. The Cardinals put in Josh Rosen in the fourth yep. quarter to try and lead a comeback against the Bears. It was unsuccessful. Yep. But according to Adam Schefter, the Cardinals can save money in roster bonuses by benching Sam Bradford and turning to rookie first-round pick Josh Rosen. So (laughs) that leads me to my first buy right now. I know it's partially on an upswing, but my first buy is David Johnson. Okay. If Josh Rosen gets in there... I think David Johnson gets used a lot more because Sam Bradford was so bad that yeah. they couldn't get anything going at all. And David Johnson needs an offense that can move the ball first <laughs> before he can really get it going. Yeah. It was a little strange that they took Bradford out at the end of the game when he played the entire game, and they were still in that game. But, yeah, I it. There's no doubt in my mind that Sam Bradford will not be the quarterback next week, which is another good thing. I ended up trading him away, and I did I did get uh, <clears throat> Sam Darnold, but um, mm-hmm. that might not be the greatest quarterback to have. But I need somebody that's only one week. It's only one week, but I, listen, I have him for five years too, so it's just like it's a contract exactly. league. I I'm hoping for the best for Sam Darnold. I will take that out of the equation. I think that um, Rosen will be a successful quarterback in the league. I don't know when that's going to actually click with him. It, it, he looked okay until that interception. So, I mean, it was one drive. You have to see a lot more out of this guy. All right. So, who do you have as your first buy? My first buy is biased to a certain extent. <laughs> but it's because I watch this team every single week, and that is uh, Bilal Powell. Um, I'm buying him because his numbers aren't super popping out and they're not super amazing, but he is doing extremely well for the New York Jets. If you look at him compared to uh, Crowell, Powell's getting more yards per carry. He just looks better when he's on the field. Crowell's getting the touchdowns and all that, but Powell is looking really good. So if he gets some touchdowns, he's going to get 
a lot more fantasy points. And his fantasy points right now aren't really that amazing, but they're really not that bad either. So I'm, I don't think a lot of people are, are looking at Powell right now. And if they have him, I'll go out there and try and get this guy because I think that people are just going to kind of let him go for not a whole lot. You can buy low on Bilal Powell right now. And I think if the Jets' offense can keep going, like if they get off to a start and Sam Darnold can put some more points on the board, yeah, both Powell and Crowell could be buy-low candidates as yes. well. I mean, Crowell's not really a buy-low candidate because he's been getting the touchdowns, but that offense isn't sustaining enough for them to really do some damage fantasy-wise. Yeah, I... And if they can get out there, then they really would be good running backs to own. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, my second buy low candidate is <laughs> a little biased for me <laughs> because after seeing what Josh Allen can do, I really think LaShawn McCoy, when he comes back, could actually be a very good candidate yeah. to score some fantasy points. Yeah. And he can probably be gotten fairly cheap. If you have an extra wide receiver or, you know, well, tight ends are in short supply. Well, <laughs> you can't really uh, have an extra tight end anymore. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think if somebody has LaShawn McCoy, they obviously weren't playing him this last week, and if they have enough running backs to fill their void while he isn't playing, if he misses any more time, I think you can get him for peanuts. Yeah. And from here on out, I think he might be okay. Yeah, and it's very possible that people might be looking at the whole, you know, off-season fiasco that he's been into and they like, ah, I just don't know if I want this guy. So, yeah, I completely agree with you on that buy low, um, which will lead into my buy low. Um, All right. It's not exactly the same team, but it still would be a bias for you and my buy low right now would be Jay Ajayi. Because after after not playing this last week, People might be scared of him, you know. Uh, is his is his injury going to be, you know, affecting him? But I'm not too worried about it because I expected Corey Clement to step up this week, and I did not see that. What I see is some a team that might need Jay Ajay, and when he's on the field, he he can make things happen. And with Carson Wentz back on the on the field as well, I just I just think Jay Ajay right now is somebody you can go out there. People aren't thinking about him too much. He's somebody you can get who's going to going to give you plenty of fantasy points when he's playing and on the field. Well and that transfers really well into my next Milo. <laughs> okay. Because after coming back and being gone for so many weeks, Carson Wentz (laughs) is out on the field, but he did not really have a great fantasy game. So anybody out there that saw Carson Wentz's performance and they had him still stashed on the bench and they didn't see what they hoped they would see, it's very possible you could get Carson Wentz because whoever has Carson Wentz has another quarterback. They've had to use him. They don't need Carson Wentz but if you think you can get him for pennies on the dollar after what looked to be a not great fantasy performance but I'm going to say Carson Wentz looked exactly like I remember him leaving off there were multiple plays out there where he was spinning out of danger and changing directions instantaneously to get outside and run for a first down, which, of course, we did not see at all from Nick Foles. If he wouldn't have been able to do that, we would not have won that game. It was amazing to see. And he 
is ready. So I think from here on out, Carson Wentz is going to be a top five play every single week. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz, listen, last year he was great in fantasy football. When he got hurt, it, it just killed a lot of people's teams. You j- This one week, you cannot take from from this and say, oh, no, he's not going to be as good as I was hoping for. You have to give him at least two more weeks to, to make it a trend, and I don't think that's going to be a trend. He's going to go out there, and he's going to make things happen. And Like you said, you probably w- don't win that game without Carson Wentz. If Nick Foles is in no. there, you probably lose this game. So There's no way. Yeah, Carson Wentz is a stellar quarterback. It's somebody, if you can go buy low right now on him, absolutely go do that because it's completely worth it. All right. Who do you got for another buy? Now, this one, (laughs) I can't believe I'm even saying this, Uh but Mr. Joe Flacco, I I would go buy low because, listen, he has performed consistently. And if you are in a deeper league and you need a quarterback, the chances that, that he isn't even on a team is probably there. But if he is on a, another team, the chances of them having him starting is extremely, extremely low because they probably have somebody else. And they probably don't trust Joe Flacco. But Joe Flacco has been super consistent so far this, this year. I, I don't know whether or not it's going to continue, but I'm saying right now if you are in need of a quarterback and you don't know what to do, say you got Sam Darnold and – the bunch of rookies that you can't trust in or something. Joe Flacco, you can Or you had Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah, that's yep, yeah, that's a good point. If if you have something like that, go get Joe Flacco, buy super low cuz he's going to be super cheap from whatever team you try and trade him from. So, just don't let him don't don't let that team think that you are in desperate need of Joe Flacco. So, if you got to package some other things in there to get Joe Flacco, go for it. But I'm telling you right now, by law and Joe Flacco, he's been very, very consistent in fantasy football so far this year. All right, I have one more quarterback I want to buy low on, but I want to buy low on him and then sell him in a few weeks. <laughs> okay. And that's Andrew Luck. Okay, yeah. He is, like, ranked number 21 in fantasy football right now, so yep. he's not been the greatest. Uh, he has faced some okay defenses. The Eagles played at home, and they held him to what they needed to hold him Mm -hmm. to. But the next few weeks, he's going against the Texans, whose defense can be passed on. The Patriots, who we have seen, they can be passed on as well. The Jets' defense is still young. Yeah, there's a lot to (laughs) know. We're not quite there yet. And then they go against the Bills, who I'm sure are not going to play like they did against the <laughs> Vikings every week, <laughs> yeah. and the Raiders before their Week 9 bye. Then they start ramping up. They play the Jaguars twice, the Titans, uh, the Dolphins, who so far have been good. So I think you've got about five weeks here. If you could get Andrew Luck right now and then play him for the next five weeks, and then if he goes off like he can... Yeah, you get him for a buy, and then you can sell him to somebody who thinks they might need a quarterback for a playoff run, and then you can stick yeah. in somebody else yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the season because I think he's in for a a shock towards the end of the year. Yeah, and it's it's actually really difficult for the most part to buy a player who has a name like Andrew Luck, and that kind of leads into my next buy would be oh. Rob Gronkowski. 
Now the the name yeah. the name of Rob Gronkowski makes you feel like there's no way I can buy low on Rob Gronkowski. But listen, outside of Week One, his production has been extremely well, not extremely low, but it has been low, lower than usual. Oh no, it's been extremely low. Well, yeah, but there's a possibility that other owners could be scared of him right now, and they might say, "Well, I, maybe I can just get something out of him." And if they're gonna act like that, get something out of Gronk. You can go get this guy. Listen, the Patriots offense doesn't look like the Patriots offense. Rob Gronkowski no. is a big part of that Patriots offense. And when that Patriots offense, because it will, it will come around. But mark my words, the Patriots will not miss the playoffs this year. And the Patriots will probably win the division unless the Dolphins go out and just conquer. But listen, or the Bills, they, they could do it. Not the Jets. I don't know about them. <laughs> but um, listen, they're going to win the division. They are going to have their offense from them. I would not expect Gronkowski's numbers to continue to be underwhelming. So I would go out and buy low right now on Gronk. It might cost you a little more than some other players because it's still Gronkowski. But you can at least explore that option and see if somebody's willing to give him up. Now, the only argument I have against it, not that I'm saying you shouldn't try to buy low on Gronkowski, yeah. but the only thing is right now our tight ends are so Absolutely. hard to come by yeah. that if you can find somebody to part with a good tight end, you should probably try and get them no matter who their name is. Yeah. Uh, well, Because <laughs> right now, like we said before the season started, get one of the top tight ends because the rest of them are just, it's just a crapshoot. And you might have a scenario where you have a top tight end and you just don't believe that he's going to be all that much coming going forward. And they, they have Gronk on the other side. You could package something in there and you could end up getting Gronk back. And trust me on this, he's going to be extremely fantasy relevant. He's going to be the best tight end throughout most of the weeks. So if you have somebody you trust in right now, but you don't trust in later, you can absolutely try and make a, a trade there and get something in return, hopefully a lot in return from Gronk. That's so true. Uh, I've got one other running back I think I would like to buy low on, and that is Alex Collins. Okay. He's not been used very much. This last week he did show us he can still get in the end zone, uh, but I don't think it's enough for people that do own Alex Collins to want to keep putting up with the headache that it has been so far. Mm -hmm. uh, that offense seems to be doing just fine. You said you were buying low on uh, Joe Flacco, yeah. so yep. there's no reason that we couldn't buy low on Alex Collins yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he hasn't, as far as fantasy goes, he has not been the most productive running back out of that backfield. But listen, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's he is the running back. He just hasn't put it all together and i do believe that it is time to buy low on him now was that your last final buy low person for running backs i have a couple wide receivers I'd oh like man to i only well. got one left you go ahead and do yours i'm gonna save mine for last okay uh well there is on just like you said with rob gronkowski there mm -hmm. is a wide receiver out there that you might be able to buy under market value right we'll put it that yep. way and that's deandre hopkins yeah yep He's done okay, uh, nothing super special, but he still is DeAndre Hopkins. They still have Deshaun Watson that mm -hmm. can be th thrown all over the place. I mean, Hopkins right now is number 14 overall in fantasy, Yeah, and that's not bad, it's not but horrible. that's not what you drafted him to be. <laughs> Definitely not, he's, no. 
He's had 11, 11, and 10 targets in the three games, 8, 6, and 6 for catches. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's averaging right around 85, 90 yards a game and has one touchdown. So that's not what you drafted him for. That's not what somebody else drafted him for. So maybe you can figure out some kind of a trade to get DeAndre Hopkins on your team because I do think he will put it together and he will start having those big games. Although I will say that I just read again, and I'm just finding some of these things out, and I don't know how I haven't heard them before, but apparently Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller are, like, literally BFFs. Oh, man. So that hurts DeAndre Hopkins a little bit because, man, when Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson are on the field yeah. together, yep. it's touchdown city. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yep, I agree, and I think that offense will click it at some point. I don't know win but man it's just it's just too bad for the texans because they just don't look that good but i, I expect no. they have so many weapons on the offense they got to turn it around at some point all right and my other wide receiver that i wanted to talk about that he's got numbers mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the name recognition quite yet and that's kenny galladay okay yeah he has yep. put up some really good numbers yes, so he far has. Uh, way more consistent than he has been uh, last year. Uh, right now, he's actually the number eight overall wide receiver. Yeah. So, uh, but he has probably hasn't been in people's starting lineups up until maybe this last yeah. week because yep. of the news of Marvin Jones maybe not playing. Yeah. He might have got stuck in there. So, he is actually been very uh, heavily targeted. Twelve, nine, and seven so far yeah. in three games. And uh, this last game was actually his lowest receiving output. He only had 53 yards, but he got the touchdown and still scored 17.3 points in a PPR. So Kenny Galladay doesn't have the name recognition. Maybe you can try and swipe him off of somebody's team that hasn't been playing him and they are deep at wide receiver. Maybe. He's definitely a surprise. Like I wasn't expecting this out of Galladay. I was expecting more from uh, Tate and Marvin Jones, but listen, Galladay is just, he's looking electrifying, and he looks like that uh, Stafford is favoring him quite a bit, too, and he's getting a lot of looks his way, so I yeah, absolutely buy low on him, and that is your last buy, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm going into my last buy low, and that is Jakeem Grant. Now, the, <laughs> if you're in a, a league where um, return yards and all that stuff is in there, he probably isn't available. But I'm saying buy low right now for Jakeem Grant. I would not trade for him right now because the chances are that he's a free agent is probably pretty high. But if he's on somebody's team, that means they like him and they're probably not going to give him up for anything low. So that's my buy low. It just a, just If he's a free agent, go get him. That's not exactly a buy low, but I want to go into my first. <laughs> I want to go into my first sell. Going going uh, right okay. into this, and my first right. sell is Jakeem Grant. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. As much as it pains me to say it, if if you have him on your team as someone who has and in somebody showing interest in him, he's outperformed his expectations beyond what anybody has, even what, beyond what I have thought, because I had. 
high expectations for this guy. And it's been, it's been on a lot of plays that are mostly considered to be anomalies, things that don't actually happen in normal games, and I don't expect... What, you mean Albert Wilson passing the ball yeah, isn't something that happens and, and, five and, and, times a game? And yes, he did get a touchdown from from that, and he got a touchdown from... Uh, from from a kickoff return last week or two weeks ago, I don't remember which one it was, but week one, yeah, week one. But I mean, these are things that yeah, hits. He's making a lot of points right now. But if somebody's looking at him and they're seeing, oh wow, this guy's doing really good. I I'm a, I see if want to get this guy right now. Sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him. You're gonna get something good out of him right now. Maybe not like a ton. But if you don't believe that these numbers are going to continue, which I don't know if it's going to be this good, I think he'll still be fine, but I don't think they're going to be this good, I would sell him right now. Yeah, that's a tough one because you and I have yep, been on sure him is. for quite a while. Yep. And I'm just looking up now in between uh, our Dynasty Savages League and another league I'm in because one of them is kick return and one of them isn't. Mm-hmm. And I want to see where they are comparatively now point. in Dynasty yep. Savages. He is the number 45 overall wide receiver because we get no kick return. Yeah. And we didn't even get, I don't think we got points for the touchdown even in week one. For whatever reason, huh. there's no uh, yeah kickoff return touchdown scoring in that one. Huh. So number 45 overall wow. in a normal league without any kick return scores right. well in my other league where we do get everything yep. he is the number four yes. wide receiver that's why i'm saying sell now because there's no way he continues and being this good it doesn't seem to be but i have him on my taxi squad oh, because well, i yeah. needed a wide receiver so i may just have to bring him up and start playing that's him fine. because i am lacking and the bye weeks are coming and especially so, especially in in a league where it's a lot a big league where you have to have a lot of people right. Yeah, I don't. You don't have to trade them, but man, it, if you somebody's asking you for them, it's time to sell. That's what I would do if I had him. Like, yes, absolutely, you can have him. And depending if he's on your taxi squad, I might just hold him there. That that that's your call. But if he's on my taxi, I still hold him for the one more year. That's all you'd have for that league anyway. But right, yeah. Well, my number one sell right now, and I'm glad it happened this way because my number one sell is Josh Gordon. (laughs) Yeah, okay. He did not play this week, and I think that helps his value for a trade right now because that mystique is still there, Mm -hmm. and people are like, oh, man, he's going to be so good when he gets on the field. And it's, it's possible, but... If you can get something proven for him, yeah, yep. just do it. Just get him out of your lineup so you don't have to think about it. Get somebody proven. Get a running back. I mean, a couple of our buy low candidates. Maybe you can get yeah. Alex Collins and Kenny Galladay yeah. for Josh Gordon. And I think those two guys would help you more consistently throughout the rest of this year. Yeah, and listen, when uh... – the Patriots go out there and they lay down an egg like they did <laughs> last night against the Lions. People are going to be thinking, "Well, when they get Josh Gordon back, there's no question he's going to Brady. Exactly. Brady's going to be looking at Josh Gordon." So yes, yeah, yeah. The people are definitely still thinking about Josh Gordon being a candidate to be an amazing player, which he might be, like you said. But yeah, it's, I agree. Go ahead and sell Josh Gordon right now. Yes. All right. Uh, who's your next sell? My next sell is not a shocker from me, but it would be Ezekiel Elliott. 
Now, I've already sold him, and I got something out of him, <laughs> and I'm happy about it. But right now, his numbers are solid, so it looks like he's doing really well. And he is doing pretty well. He's the only guy on that Cowboys team that you can put your trust in. But he's still going to have a lot of people thinking, oh, Ezekiel, oh, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. And if you get something, you could get something huge out of him right now, and it would be a hundred percent worth it. Because what did I get out of Ezekiel? Elliott? I got Michael Thomas, huge. You can get something like this out of Zeke. Trust me on this. I know you can. Maybe not Michael Thomas because he's done so amazing the first three weeks, but somebody of that caliber, somebody close to that, you can get out of Zeke. And if you are okay at running back, do it right now. Yeah, I have absolutely nothing to add because if I had Zeke, I would be trying to get what I could for him uh, unless I had such a stacked team that his consistent points so far were, you know, keeping me going. I guess that would be the only reason not to sell him, but I'm still still about getting rid of him. So Mm -hmm. Uh, my next sell has to do with one of my buys. I told you to buy Kenny Galladay. Mm And I think that means you should probably sell Marvin Jones yeah. after his touchdown performance against the Patriots. He probably has his most value right now. If somebody needs a wide receiver and you can get something for him, if you can get a another running back, maybe somebody that wants to get rid of LaShawn McCoy, just wants to get rid of him for something, I would trade Marvin Jones for LaShawn McCoy right now. Yeah, I probably would too as long as my wide receivers look halfway decent. But yeah, I it's hard it's getting harder and harder to trust Marvin Jones at this point for me. And if somebody's looking and they don't have a whole lot at their receiver and the receiver core looks kind of iffy, they might want to look at somebody like Marvin Jones and you might be able to get somebody like a, a like a running back or something like that that you can rely on a little more. So yeah, I I completely Completely agree with that one as well. Well, we are spot on with as far as I'm not disagreeing with you at all today. <laughs> right. So, uh, but my next sell, and this one, maybe you disagree with me on this one, but Uh-oh. I would sell Aaron Rodgers because mm. whew, people are still going to go crazy for him. They see Aaron Rodgers, they see, oh, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. And yeah, he is, and he's still amazing. But I just, the, the way that Packers team is right now I don't see him being the Aaron Rodgers especially with that bum knee of old and if the Packers end up saying you need to take a couple weeks off this is not working out well it won't be worth having Aaron Rodgers so if you can sell somewhat high I'm not saying you're going to get what you might have gotten at the beginning of the season for Aaron Rodgers but if you can sell somewhat high and you maybe get in the package a, a, a quarterback back or if you already have a quarterback that you trust in besides Aaron Rodgers then I would sell him and get something out of it you can get a running back a wide receiver it doesn't really matter but get something that helps your depth a little more and I think listen it's hard because I like Aaron Rodgers I think he's awesome I, I I'm in Wisconsin all I all I do <laughs> is hear about Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers and he's great but if you can sell him right now in fantasy football I think it's worth it yeah, uh, he's been somewhat of a headache, so yeah. I can understand that. I mean, maybe if the owner of Carson Wentz was playing somebody <laughs> that didn't do as well either, maybe you can trade that person, Aaron Rodgers, get back Carson Wentz and another piece of some yeah. kind, 
And I, I think Carson Wentz is going to be a lot more consistent. Yes. And you're not going to be hearing about uh, a collarbone injury because Aaron Rodgers is still getting thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah. Uh, I would rather have less of a headache, and I may, maybe I'm just biased because from what I saw from Carson, I think he's he's ready, he's back. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for me to be worried about in my mind. So, yep, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't own Aaron Rodgers anywhere except for a best ball league, and I can't do anything about that. So <laughs> <laughs> I just have to hope that Aaron still does well for me there. But uh, I have two cells that both come with a stipulation (laughs) okay and that means they need to have a good week four okay if they can have a good week four you need to dump them for whatever (laughs) you can get and i'm talking whatever you can get because i think both of these guys have basically had one decent game uh let me let me look up my uh, wide receivers here really quick if I can find them where is he at of course now I can't find him <laughs> oh there he is yes okay both of these receivers have had one good game okay and it was both week two All right so we need a good week four and you need to get rid of Amari Cooper and Chris Hogan <laughs> ASAP uh, I agree with that yes I do uh, they've been terrible. Mm-hmm. Oakland looks bad. I don't know what it is about them. Yeah. They just look bad. They don't know how to win a football game. And Chris Hogan may be the odd man out no matter what happens after week yeah. four because Edelman's coming back. Yep. And maybe Josh Gordon mm-hmm. will be active. Yep. And Rob Gronkowski's not going to get held down so much. So if we can get a good week four out of Chris Hogan, just get rid of him i don't care what you get for him yeah um absolutely he's going to be the odd man out i guarantee you that unless josh gordon goes out and does something stupid now that's always a possibility with him of course but yeah i don't know how much he's going in you gotta hope that he gets something good this next week and then you then he can be valuable and i i do agree with you on that maybe not as much as the other ones but i i i can see where you're coming from there um my next sell is Sammy Watkins. Never trust in Sammy's numbers. <laughs> Never do it. The moment you do that, you're you're going to start losing. If someone is high on Sammy Watkins and they say, oh, man, that offense is amazing and Sammy Watkins looks great, I want Sammy Watkins. Right now, get Sammy Rock Watkins off of your lineup now before he crashes and burns. I'm. I hope I'm wrong about Sammy, and that I hope he starts becoming the consistent type of player that everybody always had hope that he would turn out to be. But I'm not ready to to put put that in yet. He has not been consistent enough throughout his career, and the fact that he had two back to back really good games, I'm saying sell, sell, sell. You know, he was one of the first people I thought about putting on my sell list <laughs> until I read about okay. Patrick Mahomes' photographic memory. Yeah, now, yeah, like, yeah. Man, you could probably be anybody out there, and Mahomes will be able to figure out how to get you the ball because if he if he is what I was reading about, that I don't think it matters. I think Sammy will be good because Patrick Mahomes seems to be able to figure out how to use everybody that's, on that team. That's a 
possibility. But at the end of the day, for me, Sammy is not somebody. I, I, I don't want to risk it. I just can't do it. <laughs> and if somebody's out there looking for something and they say, oh, I want Sammy Watkins, I even if I trusted in it, I would still explore to see what I could get for <laughs> Sammy Watkins because I – I just I never trust Sammy Watkins anymore. He burned me too many times. <laughs> too many oh, times. I know. I know. <laughs> no, that that's fine. I completely understand where you're coming from personally yeah. at least. Uh but I am not selling Sammy Watkins if I have him, but I have him in at zero places. So <laughs> that's, that's true. I don't either. I can't put my money where my mouth is right now because <laughs> I own zero Sammy Watkins. Now if if he were my buy candidate that would have been a different story. Yes. Maybe I'll go out there and try and get a share of Sammy Watkins Maybe. from somebody that doesn't trust him just like you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more sell candidates? Yes, I do. I have uh, one more. Do you want- okay, I have one more as okay. well. It is kind of... <laughs> He's a teammate of somebody I just talked about, okay. and he had his best week in a long time, and that was Jordy Nelson. Okay, yeah. I don't believe that he can sustain what he's doing. Derek Carr has not proven that he can make an entire offense valuable per week. It's one person. Yeah. That's all that's ever been decent. It was Jared Cook week one. Yep. It was Amari Cooper week two. Yep. It was Jordy Nelson week three. Yep. Do you want to put up with that headache? Nope. I sure as heck don't. I do not want to do that either. It, it almost reminds me of Sammy Watkins to a certain extent. One week he'd be really good, one week he'd be bad, and then the next week he'd be okay, and the next week bad, and then bad, and then good. It's like, oh, I could trust in Sammy. Well, yeah, I kind of see that with the Raiders as well. I don't really trust the Raiders at all right now. But, yeah, it's hard. It's that Raiders team. <laughs> That is that is something to put down and remember for later because I don't I don't know if they're going to get much better. Nope. I think the only way you can use Raiders is if now that we've got three weeks in there, we can see some of the trends. Maybe DFS wise, maybe you can put in Amari Cooper against somebody that has a bad cornerback yeah. yep. matchup yep. or you know something of that nature. They go against another uh, defense that's terrible against tight ends. You can throw Jared Cook in your DFS lineup, but. I'm not going to trust him in season long. Not a single one of them. Yep, I agree. And going into my last sell. Now, this one I considered to put like as a hold. and like I might hold on to this player hmm. if I had him. But I I am doing this right now. And if I, if I had him, which I don't anywhere, because I've never been high on him for this, this year, but sell Julio Jones. Because Uh-oh. Calvin Ridley, <laughs> wow. I'm not trading for Ridley at this point, but oh my gosh, that guy looks amazing. And Julio is starting to get faded out. I don't think he's going to be much of anything in the future. And I think he's still going to be okay to a certain extent. But I don't trust in Julio Jones. Slowly but surely, it's going to be the Calvin Ridley show, and Ridley is going to take over the role of Julio Jones. It's it's amazing to see how well Calvin Ridley has been able to yeah. uh, acclimate to Matt Ryan. <laughs> yep. uh, not saying Matt Ryan is a bad quarterback, but Julio Jones have had, has years and years with Matt Ryan, and Calvin Ridley scored three touchdowns in one game, and Julio <laughs> Jones couldn't do that for almost all of last exactly. season. Exactly. 
It's, and then if you can't get touchdowns, and it's Julio Jones, you would expect him to get touchdowns. But he can't. He's just not doing it. And Kelvin Ridley is. So I think that Matt Ryan is going to lead on Ridley a little more than Julio. So far, that seems to be the case. Yep. Uh, I'm looking at uh, one of my leagues here. Calvin Ridley is number seven overall, uh, and Julio Jones is number 11, and that is basically all because of week one. Yeah, that's why I'm telling you. Julio. I'm telling you, sell because one, it looks like he's been doing well, and he hasn't been doing the worst of all people. But I'm telling you right now, Julio, ah, just sell him. the The name in itself is going to get you something. And I, oh, I think I think that's what you need to sell right now. Sell the name, maybe not so much the production. Don't brag about how oh he's been doing this and he's been doing this because you can't really say that. Just say, listen, I got Julio Jones. You want him? And somebody says, yeah, sure. You figure something out on their team that you can grab from because I, I don't believe that Julio is going to be much of anything the rest of this year. I'm sure he'll have a few good games, of course, but that's it will be like this last week. You know, he had uh, what am I looking at here? 14 points, but I think half of that was in one play. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't have gotten that one play, you'd be looking at a sub 10 point performance from Julio Jones already in week three. Right, and then 14 points is fine, but that's really not what people are drafting Julio for. And I I wasn't drafting him up that high, and neither were you, because we already nope. knew that this that Julio wasn't going to be what people are wanting Julio to be. But, yeah, it's just we've talked about Julio so much. you think people would start getting the, getting, <laughs> getting the hold of this idea the same as we are. But, listen, he's just not as good as he used to be. He's fallen off. He's still a great talent, but something's going on there where he can't put it together on the field. Yeah, I, we've talked about him enough. Yep. We'll leave it at that if you guys trust in us a little bit. You will try and get what you can out of Julio Jones. Maybe you hold on to him for another week. Uh, the buys are starting. Get him through. Maybe he has a good performance one more time, and then you can get more out of him. Maybe Zeke has a bad performance, and Julio goes off, and you hey, uh, how about a Julio for Zeke yeah. deal, something <laughs> like that. You know, it's it's possible, uh, but you know, we'll see. Uh, we've got a few holds to get to, yeah. and then we will end our show um holding on some of these guys it just seems like you're not going to get the value for them that they were at the start of the season or something has changed and now we need to be careful moving forward with some of these guys i have a few holds here um my first one is ty hilton okay yep he hasn't been the greatest but like I said with one of my buys in Andrew Luck, the next few weeks could make T.Y. Hilton look really yeah. good. And then if you've got him and he goes off, then in a few weeks you can sell him high because he will have so much more value. Right now he's number 28 wide receiver yeah. in the one league yeah. I'm looking at. And he's had basically one good game. Yeah. And this last week he had... Uh, what am I looking at here? Five catches, 50 yards. That's not going to do nope. it. Uh, I had one person DM me on Twitter. They asked, should I play Marquise Goodwin or T.Y. Hilton? And I instantly I was like, play Goodwin. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to go with Hilton right now until something happens where they can actually be productive. The Colts, I mean, they looked, I don't know, they just look underwhelming. Like it's not clicking. And I think that, 
they look okay, but they're just not the Colts that we remember with, you know, T.Y. going crazy with Andrew Luck and all that. So I, I, I have no problem holding on to T.Y. Hill, and I probably do the same thing. Um, my first hold uh, is Tariq Cohen. And he doesn't seem like he's doing that well, but if you're in a PPR, he's actually doing okay. And, you know, I don't know how many times he's run the ball out of uh, kickoffs and punt returns and all that. And I know he did a little bit last year. But his numbers has have been decent in them leagues. And it's not going to win you the league, but it's somebody that I'm waiting for. If, if they can get something going with him, you kind of just hold on to him. You're not really starting him. You're just giving him a chance to get to that level. And that's somebody that I've been high on all year and I'm going to continue to hold on to. I'm not going to really trade him away unless somebody's going to offer me something stupid. Then, yeah, I will. But this is somebody I'm not interested in trading. I'm not interested in starting, but I want to hold on to him. Yeah, I just looked in a kick return yard league and he's averaging 10 points a game. So it's not terrible, but it's nothing special where you could sell him high. And that leads into one of my holds, Jordan Howard. There it is. He has been okay. Yeah. Uh, a 15, a 10, and a 16-point performance in the last three weeks. It's not what we expected, Jordan Howard, but he's only dropped one target so far this year. He's got 10 catches, and that is better than he had been you know, previously. So the opportunities will come. Matt Nagy has said... We're still getting through the offense. They're still learning it. It's going to take time for everybody to figure out my offense uh, <laughs> to where it's very successful. Uh, their defense is doing a good enough job that if they could put just a few more points on the board, Jordan Howard will have yeah. more attempts. Uh, not that he didn't have a lot of attempts this last week. He had 24 yeah. attempts, but only was able to get 61 yards, yeah. but put the the ball in the end zone for a touchdown. So he had his best performance of the year, but it's not enough to sell him, no. and it's not enough where uh, you'd probably be able to buy him from somebody because he's just, he's just kind of in that stagnant phase. Yeah, and if you watch the Bears, you can tell they haven't quite figured it out yet. And I think that's part of the reason you hold on to some of these Bears players on the, on the offense, depending on which which guy you have. But yeah, I just kind of you can tell something's missing, and they don't ha- they haven't clicked it yet. And you, for me, I just know they're going to click at some point. I don't know how or when or why or what or, or all the all <laughs> the why or all the W's that you can go through. But yeah, I just I feel like they got something that we haven't seen yet. And that's why I agree with you completely to hold Howard and uh, obviously my Tariq Cohen that I'm telling people. I only have I only have one other hold because I didn't go deep into my holds. But uh, if you have okay, more, I've got a couple okay, more. Go ahead. Yep, um, another one from that team is Allen Robinson. Basically, the yep. same reasons. Yep. He still looks to be the number one target there, so I'm not worried about Allen Robinson. But again, until until that offense finds its rhythm exactly. and its groove, yep. you can't do much with Allen Robinson. Right. So uh, the Bears, pretty much anybody on the Bears offense, just hang tight. In a couple of weeks, maybe midseason, we'll actually start seeing some decent offensive performances. And then, you know, if you're pushing for a playoff run, maybe you'll be able to trade one of those pieces for something that you're yeah. missing yep. and push yourself over the top. Yep. Uh, I've got 
another wide receiver and another running back. Now, the wide receiver, there's no way you're going to want to sell him (laughs) usually anyway, but he's one that hasn't performed quite up to his expectations, and that's Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah. He's actually gone down every week since week one. He came out on fire. Bam. Okay, perfect. That's what we drafted Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. for. And then week two was okay. And this last week, yes, it was against the Rams, but their cornerbacks actually got hurt. Yeah. And he wasn't able to quite put He had seven targets and only three catches. So his targets have gone down every week. His catches have gone down every week. His yards have gone down every week. And he lost a fumble this last week. (laughs) So you're not going to get value for him. No. And you're not going to be able to buy him from somebody because everybody knows what Keenan Allen can do. Right. So, again, we're in a holding pattern on Keenan Allen. I completely agree with that one as well because – he is somebody that's worth more than what somebody is going to try and offer you for him. but And that's why you hold on to him. And that is part of the reason I'm holding on to Christian McCaffrey. I don't think I would sell him for anything. This guy is amazing. I, if they, they could offer me the whole team and I'd be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is pretty awesome. And listen, I love this guy. I think he this last week has has completely cemented me in on Christian McCaffrey all year because if you can run and rush for that many yards when you are considered to be a a catching a receiving wide receiver that that just that's really 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 good news for me and I'm, I listen you hold on to him and you start him every single every single week without hesitation do not, I would say, do not trade him away. It will not be worth it unless you're getting something really, really insane. It has to be over-the-top insane. That's my two cents on it. I, I, I've said <laughs> enough, but please, please believe me about Christian McCaffrey. He's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, the only thing I can see with Christian McCaffrey is because he hasn't put the ball in the end zone yeah, yet. Yeah, I know. Maybe there's somebody out there that you can buy him under what we're valuing at because both Tom and I value Christian McCaffrey very highly. He's been great. And maybe there's somebody out there that just doesn't see his potential because he hasn't gotten in the end zone yet. And it'll come. Um, My last hold, uh, we have him, Tom and I do in one league and he did okay this week, even though he got injured and came back is Matt Breda. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is an interesting one because he only has 33 attempts total on the year, but he has like 260 yards rushing off those 33 mm-hmm. attempts, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And he's got a few catches. He's been targeted nine times, and he's got seven catches. So not bad there, only one touchdown, but Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> is hurt. It looks to be not good. Yeah. And that, uh, it could be a very good thing for Matt Breda or it could be a very bad thing for Matt Breda. That's why I'm holding on him right now. Yeah. Um, if I have him, uh, I probably do hold as well, unless somebody's willing to give you something for him. Unless they're saying, okay, maybe I'm trying to you know, buy, buy low on this guy and you don't believe in him. Then maybe you sell him, but I don't. You have to set. You have to get something out of him because before this last week, he he had the most rushing yards out of anybody. 
So he ha- he's definitely is somebody you can look at. He's not upper echelon type of guy, but he's definitely something you want to hold on to. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. You can find us on all the cool social media places at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel, or our message board there, Fantasy Football through Fantasy Fuel. And please give us a call at our neat little number, 608-492-3443. If you've got any questions, uh, yes, we were not on the air live doing our little show this last Sunday, but we should be back this coming Sunday for week four pregame Sunday morning. So I look forward to that. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.